people live righteously. It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. And, uh, well, it is an Articles of News episode. And so you're maybe thinking, well, is it going to be Annette Luthi Lyon? Is she going to be the counterpart in news? No. Is it going to be Mr. Mayor? No. Is it going to be Brother Kyle? He's fine. He's just fine-ish. He's fine adjacent. He would tell you, I'm still alive. It's not Brother Kyle either. A blast from the past. It's Molly Jenny. How are you? Buona mattina, signore. I don't know what that means, but good, I presume. Yeah. yeah. Is that what that means? What did you say? I said, good morning. (laughs) Um, You, plural. Yeah. Well, gracias. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I I know some fun words in Spanish. Uh, That is I was speaking Italian. And so I was uh, trying to speak Italian. It's a Latin-based love language is all sure. I need to know. All right. Gary Chapman will teach us the love languages. I just know the la- the love-based languages. So mm-hmm. we can talk about that some other time. Uh, I know trabajamos, which is some form of working, or I used to work or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I know that, I had a friend who served his mission in Mexico, one of the, you know, hundred missions in Mexico. And I said, I would love to know Spanish words that sound really great when you yell them. Mm, okay. And trabajamos is one of those. How about this one? Ready? Mm-hmm. Albondigas. What does that mean? Meatballs. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I also learned ratones. Yeah. Nice. And uh, for those of us that uh, may be listening to this from uh, the Utah County, specifically the Pleasant Grove area of the Utah County. He also taught me how to say Tortuga Morada, which means <laughs> the purple turtle. See, Look it up, kids, if you don't know what I'm talking about. How are you, Jenny? I haven't spoken to you since you went <laughs> elsewhere and then that thing stopped. Listen, I, I haven't done an articles of news in over two years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wow. So anything new in the last two years? <laughs> yeah, same, same. Yeah, same old? Mm-hmm. Well, good, good. For people who don't know, Jenny is, I wouldn't say that you're one of the OGs because there was a whole like generation like, of folks. Sure. Yeah, yeah. There were a whole generation of folks that were around before you. And then there was you. And okay. then there've been a whole generation of folks that have kind of come after you. Right. Yeah, yeah. Married to the Reverend John Dye, for those that want to rehash old jokes, Rob's a DJ, question mark. Uh, what what else is new with you? Uh, we moved from Salt Lake area to Provo two years ago. Yeah. So back in Provo. Because um, you're married to round two. You got you were married and that didn't work. And then you got right? married round two. And that mm-hmm. seems to be working all right. It's working quite well. Yes. Recommend. Yeah. Recommend. Yeah. The um, upgrade. It it takes a while for the uh, the the disc to come in the mail, whether mm-hmm. you put in and you get the two But I think you and I can both speak that the upgrade is the is the better option. Agreed. Yeah, the original Agreed. ran slow, didn't really yeah. meet all the needs that 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 we had. Got a new operating system, and boom! Everybody wants seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Which, okay. which, if I can, and I'll tell you this because <laughs> okay, it, no, because it's been long enough since I since I've worked at the uh, the Lord's University, mm-hmm. uh, it may surprise some. It also may not that sometimes I would have students that I worked with who were really concerned about the fact that they hadn't gotten married yet. 
like genuinely. And and my sure. heart went out to them. They were genuinely, genuinely concerned. You know, I'm 21. I'm 22. I I, I don't know that it's going to happen for me. Like these are genuine conversations, and my heart broke for these people. Yeah. Uh, this is not at all part of why I don't work there anymore. Mm-hmm. But it could have been had someone actually shared this advice. What I would tell them is, I said, listen, just marry anyone, mm-hmm. anyone that will have you, m- marry them. Yeah. And they looked at me, sort of, you know, struck, and I and I was like, no, because here's the deal, you. First of all, statistically, you're not likely to get it right on the first time anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then second of all, if you don't know what you like or what you don't like, there is nothing like living with a person and trying to, you know, set a forward trajectory together to let For you a lifetime. know. Yeah. Yeah. To let you know more about yourself and where statistically nobody will judge you, get it done with so that you're available when everyone else comes around round 2.0. But no one ever took me up onto the, on that advice uh, so far. Well, that's, I know. that's a shame because then they could look forward to a future like myself and be a participation trophy wife. Yes. So, yes. Um, but yeah, no, I, I get it. And you and I also both know very well that someone in your position or my position saying that to them just nope. doesn't matter. doesn't stick. Doesn't nope. Yep. And that's fine. That's fine. So uh, you moved. We moved. Yeah. And uh, loving living in Provo. It's great. And um, let's see what else. Uh, got a diagnosis of an autoimmune disease in March. Yeah. That was yeah. super fun. Super yeah. Fun. Are you and rocking? Let me ask you this. Are you rocking methotrexate? I am indeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is my wife. You guys oh, have nice. so much in common. Chemo to be once clear, a week. To be clear, uh, yeah. Not yeah. actually fun. And Jenny, not my wife, though. We've both talked about 2.0 and the methotrexate. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, methotrexate. Yeah. It's chemo in a pill form once a week. And, uh, yeah, like you said, unfun. Does um, it rock your world like chemo does? No. Um, and in fact, it is helping quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Like, it makes like, my wife manic. Really? Oh, yeah. Shit. No, no, no. It's great. We've got lots of projects. Okay. So, so it's a, it's a mania that she, okay. Yeah. No, I mean, if there were going to be a bonus side effect to something. Yeah. I mean, it's that. And and it seems to be helping her as well. Hers for an autoimmune disease that is impacting her vision and her eyes. But yep. Got it. And mine is impacting my joints and my body. Um, and you got the RA? I do have the RA. Yep. Residential yeah. advisor for those that don't know. <laughs> Correct. I am yeah. in charge of all your students who live yeah. in this in the storm. She lives uh, with them in Provo. That's why she moved to Provo correct. two years ago. Yep. It only, it only makes sense. It is rheumatoid arthritis, which oh. is for those who don't know is not like osteoarthritis, which happens over time and where the tissue wears away and it's like bone on bone. It is in fact, my immune system saying, Hey, let's attack healthy joints. Hmm. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, but yeah, the methotrexate is helping. And I'm still able to teach Zumba, still running every day. Uh, one thing John Dye and I have done is we become... Excuse me, the Reverend John Dye. Same. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we've become streak runners. Streak? What? Streak, streak runners? Correct. You're, I mean, yep. you're going to have to it's explain not that. a little bit. It's not that. It's not. We're not streakers. Uh-huh. It's, it's a running streak every day. 
every calendar day, which you have to say in case you're traveling and there are different time zones. Sure. We run at least one mile a calendar day. Including the Lord's Day? Including the Lord's Day. Okay. And so we are on day 600 something. Oh, geez. So, yeah. It's great. I mean, we've run through uh, COVID. <laughs> yeah. Like having COVID, that was that was way fun. Um, all sorts of all sorts of fun things, rain and snow. Do you, and- do you worry that uh, at one point he's just going to turn to you? You're like all in on this streak running thing, which, by the way, maybe a new name for that. Just throwing right. that out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like that, you're all in on the streak thing, and he just looks over at you and he goes, "I, I guess I'm going to go home now." And, <laughs> turns and around just, and-, and just turns around and and just doesn't run anymore. Yeah, I mean that that could happen. Uh that could happen, but it won't. Yeah. No. Won't. No, it'll be you or none I No, it'll be neither of us. It'll be I will be like a a a crumpled up ball of just bones and no flexibility and he'll be pushing me along in a wheelbarrow or something. Okay. So I like yeah. that. I'll keep doing it as long as I can. Um I am, if I may, mm-hmm. in a show. Like a at, show show? Like a theater show. Oh. It has been nine years since I've done a show at the at a Hale Theater, and it's preview week. We open on Friday. I'm in well, Enchanted Enchanted April in Orem. Congratulations! Tell me about Enchanted April. It is a straight play. Uh, so, and when I'm people hear that they go, "Wait a minute!" I know. Yeah, it, meaning it it's not a musical. And so, it, it there was a film in '92 that has like Miranda Richardson and Alfred Molina of this film. This. The play is better than the film. The, the film is from 92. I didn't like it as much. It was it was written as a play. And in 2003, got the Tony for best play. It's about four women in England who take a month, uh, a month's vacation in Italy from England. Thus, the Italian. C. Yep. Is it so, C in Italian too, like Spanish? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think so. I don't know if I say, <laughs> no, I say C. Like do I, people are like, do you speak Italian? I'm like, no, I say Italian phrases. Yeah. 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 You know how it goes. Yeah. So yeah, that's, um, that's kind of the gist of it. Uh, had a kid get married. Um, you know, whatever's. Yeah. Right. And they grown up yeah. and whatever. Yeah. That's what school. Yeah. Richard, what, what with you? I have, I have been listening and I've heard that, you know, you're winding down the, the wedding season. Sure. A little bit. Yeah. What else? Uh, well, I'm I'm producing uh, more cultural hall episodes now, and and people don't like them. May I share a review with you? Certainly. I shouldn't say. I shouldn't. I should not hyperbolically uh, react to this. But as anyone who knows me, I mm-hmm. I am the king of said action. Mm-hmm. Richie says this review from Flamboy eighty eight or Flameboy eighty eight. I'm not sure. Okay. Richie. Regarding the AP article on the Arizona case of child molestation and the church hotline, please listen to the Leading Saints podcast with Kurt Frankham to learn about this case and how the church handled it. Every member should listen to this. The article gets many things wrong. What happened to these girls is atrocious, but the bishops probably still did the right thing based on how this went down. To which I thought, Thank you for leaving a review wherever you get this show. I appreciate it. He okay. he he or she, I'm assuming a he by Flamboy Flameboy 88 Thanks. is a 
is a male gendered person. Yeah. I appreciate the effort to the review. Yeah. I also appreciate the reaching out as far as that goes. I think that, first of all, it's an interesting thing that you would think that I have not listened to Leading yeah. Saints with Kurt that, Franco. That's my first thought. Like, oh, if only I've heard of that. What was yeah. that? A, if yeah. only you knew Kurt or something. Yeah, yeah. If only I called, and I do this is literally, you can ask him, call Kurt literally every single day except for Sundays. Mm-hmm. I call him whenever I pass the Taylorsville Temple, no matter what time of day or <laughs> night it is, I call him. Passing the temple? Yep. That's it. That's all I got. Perfect. Uh, so very aware of leading saints. Yeah. What I think is maybe different, Flamboy, Flameboy 88, is uh, I, I think that Kurt and what he does is speaking to leadership of the church. And, and let me say this delicately as to not offend. I think that that every show uh, that is produced toes a line, right? They sort of know who they are and they know who their audience is and and they adhere to to that, right? Mm -hmm. And I think Kurt has it so dialed in. Like if you are looking to enhance your leadership, to be able to look at the processes and, and ways in which we can develop leadership and be a leader within the church, there is none better None better than Kurt Franken and Leading Saints. But I think it is a different tone that we take here in the cultural hall. And 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 I think that for me, I would not feel true, honest, all the things if I weren't able to question, okay, but what if it isn't mm-hmm. what we're being told? But what if it is true what's being reported in this article? But what if... And being able to allow that space to have that discussion. I'm not saying that it is, and I'm not saying that it isn't. Hopefully, when I present these things and bring different guests on and we talk about it, it allows you to just think about it and go, oh, yeah, maybe I do agree with Kurt, or maybe I completely disagree with Kurt and completely agree with the AP article. That that that's not mine to to judge, point, guide, etc. But but I for one struggled more with it it seems than Kurt did mm-hmm. and uh, and, and find a little bit more onus on those bishops and, and, and a helpline that would tell someone not to report something than maybe Kurt did. And that's no sort of judgment on Kurt. Sure. Or, or anyone who feel who feels that other way, the, the real struggle. And I've thought about this a lot, actually, ever since the, the article came out, the hardest thing for me is to think, I know a way that I would behave in a certain situation and then acting differently than what I innately feel to act because Mm -hmm. anyone, but in this case, the church told me to do something differently. Mm -hmm. And, And that's the thing, you know, like if that, if I heard that happening, someone in my neighborhood, even if it was my own brother or something like that, I would say, Hey pal, I'm going to come over. I'm going to take, I'm going to be with you and your kids and we're going to go ahead and we're going to get you to the thing so that this no longer happens again. To be clear, that's not my brother. It's not my situation, but it is to that level that I would do that. And if I called a helpline and they said, absolutely do not report this, or, you know, you don't have to report this or, any variation of 
anything that would take me away from the way that you report this is this, then this, then this, I have a real struggle with that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I completely agree with you, you know, and props to Kurt for doing a great job of knowing his audience. In fact, (laughs) in March, we went to North Carolina to spend a week with, with my larger family and uh, my stepdad from New York was wearing Leaving Saints merch. Oh, really? Um, (laughs) Which was great. Uh, But, um, you know, I, and I I totally agree. I couldn't agree with you more also about, about knowing your audiences. And one thing in general that I've thought, gosh, for years about social media is the responsible of the consumer and the content that they are consuming. Um, and and having an awareness of what that does to you and and you know whether it's your mood or the actions or whatever and, and just to align yourself with with your own goals your own values and when things like this come up when when articles like the AP article that you're referencing when they are released one thing that is both beneficial and detrimental is um, can be the, the conversation in general that happens from, from just the, the news coming to light. And when I say detrimental, I mean, because, because of the contention, it can, um, contention that is not productive that it can mm-hmm. cause. And, you know, there are, I've had many, many conversations about this article, about that case in, in Arizona and, and my own, and I'm, I, I couldn't agree with you more, just the kind of you and I are not in these ecclesiastical leadership positions that, that these, these other people have found themselves in. There's the, I also think there has to be an understanding where there's a lack of understanding that bishops, the stake presidents, that branch presidents are, and go up the line, go down the line, are humans. Mm-hmm. And so I, with the, with the helpline, if they're calling attorneys, my understanding is that, that it is to see, you know, to kind of seek out help as far as what, what are the laws in my state? Does my state mandate that I report this as a, as a a clergy person? Uh, Does my state uh, prevent me from reporting this as a clergy person? Or does my state say that I may, but I'm not required? Those are kind of, I think, the three options. Yeah. And I don't under what what I don't understand is, and would love to have understanding on, is why there aren't kind of two separate guidelines of of advice. One is okay from a legal standpoint. You live in a state where you may report, or you are a mandatory reporter, or you may not report. Whatever the case is, and then my brother in Christ, as a disciple as someone who has covenanted to mourn with those who mourn, to comfort those who stand in need of comfort, as someone who has studied the scriptures and knows the dangers of the millstones, absolutely report this. And we, if, if that family were to maybe come after you legally, we will, we've got your back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and when I say, you know, we've had all these discussions because, or I'm sorry, I, I've participated as I'm sure you have in many discussions about this and people want to bring up, okay, but what if this, and what if that, and you know, it's, you can't really tell because you never know. And there's accusations and all this stuff. 
I don't mean that. I mean, if I don't mean if someone comes in for a part of the repentance process and says, I did this a long time ago. That's another thing that I actually am not, I haven't given a lot of thought to, or it's more bishop. I am doing this thing right now. Then the bishop can take ecclesiastical measures, excommunication, disfellowshipment, whatever the case may be. And as a human report, it isn't about hearsay. It isn't about he said, she said, or whatever it is. Bishop, I am doing this thing. I feel like more action is needed. And I know that that's a very narrow view of the entire conversation. And I think it's good to have the conversation. I think that uh, the way that I've been able to publicly share that I just would report and whatever the rules or laws, I think I'm ensuring that I'll never be an ecclesiastical leader. So congratulations. Hitting Listen. the nail in the coffin. I'll be Listen. a teacher. I'll be a teacher. Knock on wood. I might not be a bishop either. Yeah. Oh, wait, hmm. wait, wait a minute. Well, this was, this has been hilarious so far. <laughs> you anyway. Take a break? Uh, when we come back in the second block, we're going to do actual articles of news. And in the third block, our uh, our friend, Corey K. Ward, the Pharaoh, is going to do the temple ticker. And he's going to be talking all about the D.C. temple dedication, uh, everything that went on there. So we come back. Second block, we'll do actual articles of news. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Here in the second block of Articles of News, we do, in fact, do the actual Articles of News. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose Articles of News. And away we go. This is very exciting in that it's happened literally in the last 30 seconds. Uh, Tony, Tony Vianuku, you know who that is? Uh, no. Director. Director Tony Vianuku, uh, director of Untold, the Manti Teo catfishing movie that's out on Netflix. He directed that thing, that that uh, that number two movie in the world as of this recording, and uh, going to get him in the show to be able to talk about Manti Teo and maybe Beautiful. even be able to get Manti Teo. For those who don't know, don't remember, we reported about it here in the Cultural Hall. Manti Teo, a Notre Dame football player. Uh, dedicated, I think, his entire senior season to his girlfriend, who, as it turned out, had cancer. Problem was, no girlfriend. And, you know, subsequently, no cancer. So it is super embarrassing. It's all, all, all sorts of... Also anyway. no cancer. So... Yeah. yeah. So you can check that out on Netflix and hopefully a future episode of The Cultural Hall. What news stories might you have? I might have one about an announcement that was made, at least in my ward on Sunday. I don't know about yours. Tell me. Tell me. The first presidency said, we don't have to be tithing anymore. Wait a minute. That's yeah. not right. Yeah, that isn't what they said. That's not what they said. <laughs> but they did do away with tithing settlement. Now, uh -huh. wait one second. Keep going. <laughs> 
They but wait, there's more. There's more. They announced changes to the end of year gathering of local leaders and members about tithing. Typically, you know how it goes. Around Thanksgiving time, you get, and it's announced, there's probably a sign-up sheet in the hallway. Sign up for your slot time slot to meet with one of the Bishbrick and, and do tithing settlement. And basically, it's now going to be called a tithing declaration. And the change is intended to enhance focus on the principles and blessings of tithing, as opposed to it being looked at as a settlement of some sort of debt. Time to settle up. Also, the there's a larger window of time when this can occur, which I think is quite thoughtful and like for practical reasons of, you know, um, from September, September 1st through the end of the year, as opposed to just. You know, I think it used to be November 1st through the end Was of the it? year. I think well, so. Now it's September 1st. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, just that whole holiday season won't have one more thing. And I I made a little uh image. It's well, hold thing. on, hold on, because I want to cue that yeah. up. Now right. you okay. can tell how old a person is yeah. by this announcement. Because when when you hear that it's tithing declaration, did mm-hmm. you think, oh well, now I do declare my tithing or mm-hmm. Did you think, or did you think in your mind, I declare tithing? I did. I declare tithing. I thought, I declare tithing. And so I made that. And so Annette, go ahead and pick it up and add it if you want. But yeah. And, and I, I just posted it and I was like, I, I don't know if anyone else made one, but I, it's the first thing I thought of. See, and I want to go up to my bishop and without any sort of context, I just mm-hmm. want to go tithing and just yell at him. No, don't. No, just tithing. You don't have to, it's not no, no. tithing exclamation. No, it's a it's declaration. Dec- it's yeah, a declaration. Yeah, declaration. Yeah, declaration. Okay, okay. So okay. Agree to disagree. I think <laughs> I, I think a declaration is more than just tithing, pleasant tithing. And well, I'm pretty proud of it. Declarative is with a period at the end, as opposed to an exclamation mark. That's an exclamation. Exclamative. Sure. Ex- exclamatory. Mm-hmm. Ex- I got nothing. Uh, this is this is pretty cool. Um, to follow up uh, on a previous episode, um, you can now go and see the uh, monument iron uh, honoring the Black Pioneers at the This Is the Place Heritage Park. Dedicated, an amazing. If you haven't gone back and see, we'll leave a link in the show notes uh, to that dedicatory uh, session. Not session. That makes it sound like a temple. Uh, but you can see our friend uh, Mally Jr. Bonner and M. Russell Ballard speaking there at This Is a Place Heritage Park uh, and, and see the crowd that was there, be able to hear the words about these pioneers. Super cool. And if you're if you're doing the, uh, the trek, the homage to the state of Utah, I know with summer kind of being over, maybe you're not doing your travel again until next year, but, but put it on the, uh, put it on the chart to, to come and to check out that monument. It went swimmingly. He's super proud and and is off to the races with some more things. So yeah. uh, grateful to see that that went as he hoped and expected. And they had, you know, that thing where you have that popular kid, maybe like the student body president in your ward. And he's doing his mission farewell, but we don't do mission farewells anymore. And they kind of do chairs like, through the overflow but not into the cultural hall mm-hmm. and then they start to do the couple rows of the cultural hall and then they fill the cultural hall and then you're just cramming people wherever they can we're that's what this stage and yeah. yeah that's what this was yeah were you there i was not sadly i had mentioned to him that was the one vacation i'd taken in the last two years 
and I was in Washington State. Cool. And I watched it from the comfort of air conditioning. Yeah, and it's a great video. Yeah, it really yep. was. Um, have you discussed, <clears throat> excuse me, the new presidencies taking place? Uh, I mean, we discussed it when it was announced that there would be new presidencies, but please. Okay. It's happened. Uh, beginning August 1st, the new primary general presidency and Relief Society general presidency began their service. So it was announced before, and there was just kind of some, some shuffling around. Uh, the new Relief Society presidency is uh, President Camille N. Johnson, who you know used to be with the primary, mm-hmm. Sister J. Annette Dennis, and Sister Kristen M. Yee. And then the new primary presidency is Sister or President Susan H. Porter, who again, I mean, she has already been in the primary presidency, along with Sister Amy Wright and Sister Tracy Browning. So super excited for that change. I really I've gotten to know, um, I got to know Sister Porter a little bit last year with some work stuff that I did. And um, yeah, really excited about that. They've you been know what pretty I, what active I th- on, on social media too, just kind of, um, I think, it, I mean, I don't know officially, but it just seems like there's more of an effort to, to connect that way. I saw an interesting discussion and I mean, I'm not a woman, so you'll have to reflect uh, the feminine perspective on this, but the the presidency, there's a picture in their you know declaration that hey they are the presidency now, where they're all wearing pants, mm-hmm. and you know if you are a long long time listener of the cultural hall, you'll remember the the movement that was the wear pants to church day and yeah. uh, gentlemen could wear purple ties. Yep, that was a dedication to the whole thing, and, and the thread uh, included things like. That this one woman had worn um, a pantsuit to a church activity and the stake president or bishop had said, don't ever do this again or I'll, we'll have a discussion about your temple recommend. And that's in the last decade to the point where the presidencies are wearing pants in their sort of press photos. Is that a big deal to you? Is that so much in the past it didn't even register? Where does that come as far as you go? It, it, it's, it's one of those things that kind of it, it's a it's bittersweet for me. I mean, I remember wearing pants to church that one day <clears throat> that seems maybe farther away than it is mm-hmm. and, and getting actual jeers. What do we call really? them? Jeers? Yeah, yeah. Jeers. And then also side some, eye. Sure. Yeah. And some, uh, some kind of, uh, some sincere discussions as well. And I don't know where those led. Um, I've worn pants to church anytime one of my daughters wanted to. Certainly, I wear pants to church mostly now. My kid, when she was on her mission, she wore pants. And um, and I just, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, a lot of people like to say that there isn't progress as far as equality or equity being made in the church. Mm-hmm. And I, it's just not so. I, I don't, it, it isn't where I personally would like to see it. It's not where a lot of people personally would like to see it. Sure. But I mean, even in some ordinances in the temple, just I think last week I was there, or maybe the week before, where I got to be a, a, I served as a witness in an ordinance. Are you kidding? Like go back 25 years and tell me <clears throat> the first time that I went to the temple that that, that was going to be a thing, you know, yeah. it's, yeah. Uh, it, so, and, and, is it is it something that's 
you know, maybe trite and there are more thing, more important things than, than women wearing pants. Absolutely. Also, does it represent something? Yeah, it really does. And I feel like part of our story is recognizing people who, who were kind of ousted like you, that, that little anecdote that you just shared, like Mm -hmm. that were ousted for things like this, not only in our lifetimes, but quite recently. Yeah. Well, and to be clear, she didn't wear pants again, so she was able to keep her temple recommend, but that seems so Uh, trivial. Like in the grand scope of, hey, let's worry about things. That seems like, you know, there's just so much else to worry about. But yeah, I mean, and and because of that, because like you mentioned, the, the new presidencies of women wearing pants, I mean, that is symbolic. It's it's about, you know, seeing yourself represented and and kind of what's I don't want to say okay or acceptable but maybe okay and acceptable yeah Uh, a quick aside because this is (laughs) going to be a story and a journey as this goes I text my bishop the other day you know speaking of trivial things that we might send our bishop and I said hey I would love to talk to you about zero escaping the park strips for our ward the park strips at my particular ward are extra wide and super grassy. Oh yeah. And, and we don't do anything with it. Yeah. And Utah's in a drought. And, Mega drought. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I said, I would love to have the conversation with you about it. And he never responded, but then I saw him in church on Sunday and he said, I want you to know, I saw your message. I'll talk to the facilities people. And I said, listen, I'm willing to do it or like, gather the people to do it. And I think it could be a huge, um, you know, thing for our community in particular to be like, okay, we're not expecting you to rip out every bit of grass that you've got, but this is, this is something that we can do. The church is doing it as an example, would love to be a part of it. So TBD, as far as what's to go from there, but I I love that. I want to hear more about that. Yeah, I'll be interested to see if it goes anywhere. There's an improved search experience in the Gospel Library app this couple weeks ago. Uh, You can search now all the content on the Gospel Library that you weren't able to before. You were only able to search in the particular part of the app that you were in. Uh, Also includes better filters, better search suggestions. For example, you can type NE37, and it provides a shortcut to 1st Nephi 3.7. Improved sorting options, faster results. It's the future, and it's the uh, Gospel Library app. So one of these days, uh, I'll have to get someone on who really knows the Gospel Library app and just have him, have him or her blow our mind about yeah. what we're not using with this incredible app that we just go, ah, my scriptures? Yeah, I didn't bring them. I'm going to go ahead and pull that up on my phone. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of apps, have you heard of the Spirituality Project? I am intrigued. Okay. So if you go to the spiritualityproject.org, you will learn about this. It's basically, it says, think about this a second. Anybody, anywhere can connect with a loving God. No matter what we call God or how we reach out, we can all get that same divine peace, clarity, and companionship. That's our agenda. That's what the Spirituality Project is all about. And there's no religion affiliate. It's just how to connect with God in your own way. And what they're looking for are people to share their spiritual stories. And I've got a link and we can put it wherever you want to put it. 
but it's basically is that a threat, a- Jenny? You can put no, it wherever it, you want to put an it. Offer. Ah, it's you. an offer. It's an offer. Whether it says whether you're religious or not so much, sharing a story about an experience or moment you had with a higher power can inspire others to explore their own spiritual life. It's also really uplifting to tell and read those stories and may make you realize that we're more alike than we are different. So I think that's a great little project yeah. that's happening and being built and we'll share that. I absolutely love that. It's associated with an app, right? Sky The Skylight app. Skylight. I went to the website. Yeah, it, yep. It's Skylight app. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can go to the spiritualityproject.org and we'll, of course, include the link in the show notes. I actually downloaded the app and it gives you daily prompts. I downloaded it a week or so ago. Oh, good. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's just quick little check-ins. Yeah. I sort of I sort of like that part of it. A moment to think, which I don't ever take. You know, <laughs> I'll take I'll take that moment when I'm older. I'll take that moment when I'm good and ready. I don't ever do it. But And then what? And then yeah. nothing else. Yeah. <sighs> Um, also, yes, <laughs> I know we're finished with the, the personal update thing, but I've been doing a lot of work as a casting person, yes. whatever, specifically with the church and oh, I just Jesus thought, Christ of Latter-day Saints or just a church in general, the capital C church, okay. which <laughs> could be <laughs> the capital C uh, church. um, and I just want, I get a lot of questions about it all the time, but I just want to encourage everyone who hears this, wherever you are, if you are interested in at all in being involved with any of the projects that the church does for film, commercials, little vignettes, things that you see maybe during conference talks or firesides or, uh, you know, um, uh, face-to-faces and friends-to-friends and all that stuff, like Mm -hmm. uh, the little videos that are made go to casting.churchofjesuschrist.org and create a talent profile. And what that will do is you can customize it however you want. If you want to get updates and alerts for when things are filming in your area, if things are paid experiences or volunteer experiences, all sorts of things. We are always looking for a, a greater database. So I just thought I'd take a minute and do that outreach right now. And if you're a Utah resident, they've announced the auditions for Savior of the World in Salt Lake. Uh, we'll leave a link for this in the show notes, but that begins Friday, August 26th up in Bountiful. Saturday, the 27th, also in Bountiful. Uh, and a uh, church house down in Orem on Tuesday, the 30th, uh, down at the BYU Richards Building on the 31st and the 1st of September, also at the Richard Building. Richards Building. Uh, opening night is Friday, November 25th, and it runs... Tuesdays through Saturdays through December 30th, 2022. So if you're thinking, you know what, I'd like to be a part of that Savior of the World production. They do an amazing job. Thousands of people are able to see that show. And if that's something that you're interested in, you should definitely check that out. Uh, I'm trying to think of where else maybe we go. You know, there's a new historian uh, of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. True. He served as the assistant executive director of the church history department with Elder Legrand R. Curtis, who is now no longer the yeah. uh, church McKay? historian. Is that his name? McKay? Kyle S. McKay. Okay. Uh, I have no idea if he's related. I haven't done that genealogy, though oh. with the last name, I would presume probably. Um, he took over as church historian and recorder on the 1st of August. Um, it's interesting the the way that um, each of these 
kind of kind of come in. They'll, they're around for about 10 years or so. Um, this uh, Elder McKay, he grew, grew up under the tutelage of Marlon Jensen, which is a big deal if you know who Marlon Jensen mm-hmm. is. So um, I think that we can uh, anticipate a considerable amount of transparency as the church moves forward, especially with the Joseph Smith Project. Uh, papers project and and some of those other things that the church is working very very hard on um but but it is interesting to look back because they do this with these sort of higher profile callings like what happened while that person was in the calling and i'm trying to find this i was stalling because i was trying to find it like after the fact yeah yeah so they they look yeah. back on the time of elder legrand curtis and get this the uh, during the time that um, that he was the historian, they published Saints Volume Two and Three. Okay. Uh, they did much of the Joseph Smith Papers Project, the declaration of the historic Temple District of Nauvoo, the completion of digitization of microfilm records, the uh, Church History Conversations. Um, that's the Church History Department beginning to participate in these church history conversations, um, do having groups, meeting with groups, addressing questions or concerns about church history. Many people, I don't think even know that those uh, existed or continue. He was yeah. a part of uh, the Beehive House and Joseph F. Smith's room. Um, they remodeled the two rooms in the Beehive House on Temple Square, the bedroom and the office of President Joseph F. Smith. Uh, they rehabilitated and are rehabilitating the Hill Cumorah historic site um, under his reign, can we call it under his calling time of his calling and the exhibits at the church history museum, just tons, uh, including the sisters for suffrage, the international art competition and the children's exhibit temples to dot the earth. That's a lot of work for less than a decade. Well, I've, I think that's probably quite, I don't know if satisfying, I don't know if saying satisfying is too prideful, but just kind of like, like, look at, and and he knows too, not just what he did, but while I was there, this is what we got done. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Significant. Cool. Yeah. So way to go, Elder Legrand R. Curtis. I wonder what the R stands for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Education Week. Yeah. Great. Tell, tell me about it. I don't know about it. You don't know about don't Education know about Week? I mean, I know about it. I know that there's education. I've at never BYU. Been, I've never okay. been. It's at the BYU Provo. It is at the BYU Provo. So... Um, there is, it's like one week in August every year and people gather to learn, to study, to strengthen their faith, to, um, yeah, it's a scholarly faith filled fun festival. (laughs) It's nerdy church church folk week. And I think that they'd be the first to admit it. Can we just say that? Yeah, I think so. So it says here, beginning as Leadership Week in 1922, Education Week now gathers thousands of people and hundreds of instructors every year on the campus of the BYU. And Elder Cook gave a, um, gave a, an, was it the, I think probably the opening um, devotional or a uh, devotional and just kind of uh, noted um, purpose began as a way to provide spiritual as well as academic stimulation and training to leaders, particularly in church leadership lines. Call back to Kurt Frank. 
Uh, you know, it's interesting, and we've only got time for a couple more stories, and so I'm going to hit up a couple DC stories with the temple that uh, won't be a part of the actual dedication that uh, Corey okay. K. Ward will do in the temple ticker coming up next. Uh, but one, they did on, I believe, ABC, morning of, they did an interview with Mitt Romney, uh, where he said, you know, guys, at times I've strayed. To which, yeah. I, to which everyone went, what? Uh, to which he further, though not completely, uh, explained that there were times that he did things for political expediency that as he looks back on them, wishes that he would have done what he felt like was integritous. Um, and now he just doesn't care anymore. He says, well, he loves, uh, you know, being in DC and, and working with other politicians and helping to improve the country. He'd much rather be in the temple. Did, it, and didn't he say something along those lines? Like, it's just not worth it to me. Yeah. 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 And I think that's cool. I love that perspective. And yeah. I feel like I achieved that when I was like 12, where I just was like, I'm not going to do anything that people, mm-hmm. like, I just don't care. Old mm-hmm. soul that way. Mm-hmm. And then this is where I want to end it. I I declare, callback, that every temple should have a mascot. And I'm not sure if you saw this story, but the Washington, D.C. temple, this is this is cool. Back when it was originally dedicated, there was a, uh, I believe it was a German shepherd. I did see this, yes. <laughs> that uh, found its way to the uh, temple grounds and would stay there overnight when there weren't workers that were there. Yeah. His name was Zacharias, or Zach, to all the people that, that worked on the uh, temple there. And he's... But on his license, it says Zacharias. Yeah. <laughs> That's what his mom calls him. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. mad. He'll hear he'll heretofore be known as Zacharias. Um, <laughs> that that this dog w- looked over the temple grounds, and while I think it's silly, of course, to say that every temple should have a mascot, I sort of like it. When you say mascot, yeah, do you do you mean yeah, like to sell the temple merch? No, and no. here's like the fighting Richies at the yeah, whatever temple. I wouldn't like, think that it would be a fighting anything with the temple. Okay. Contention is of the devil, Jenny. Sure. I, but, I, I, I mean, urge if, you to take your new gospel library app and maybe search some references very quickly. No, you could look up contention and no, it'd be able to get you there. Or do you mean like like an animal friend, like that guard dog? Yes, like, like an like animal we friend. Have, we have someone who who is at the temple and takes their overnight shift with with rudy the orum dog or whatever yeah 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 yeah. or 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 like not even the overnight shift like i love rudy at the orum temple and it's just this sweet lovable dog that we're all kind of mildly invested in that that loves us and gives us all the good feels when we go to the temple it's not that ridiculous yeah i just how are you gonna convince the animal to stay there i mean if it's well so here's the catch here's where it comes into play when you're a temple president mm-hmm. you know sister or elder temple president you have to get a dog that's part of your calling yep okay yeah i'm up you don't have to name it rudy and slow clap the name of the dog so that it will win in the last final seconds of the game of life that's not the rudy we're talking about but but you could. But you could. And think about it. Like, maybe you're like, I don't know. I'm not really feeling this temple, but there's obligations. I got the Rudy. 
Oh my gosh, I love you so much, Rudy. Okay, so the next question that someone is is going to inevitably ask, what about a cat? Nope. Okay. Dogs only? Yeah. And what similarly. Dogs allowed. Poor yeah. birds. Nope. <laughs> I you could make a case for sheep. But as we all know, as we end this block, yep. that sheep go to heaven. Mm-hmm. And what goats. What about goats? Where do they go? They go to hell. Oh. Good to see you, Jenny. Good to see you, Richard. BestDJinUtah.com. That is the website. If you would like to hire me to come and to be at your event. Now, uh, I've done weddings and uh, family reunions, and I've had the opportunity to gather with folks just uh, for a party. I have yet to do a funeral, uh, and so I I don't want to say it with such exuberance, but I'm willing to play the music at a funeral, and I know that some people have really started to turn uh, the passing of someone into a party. Not that we're celebrating that they're gone. No, that's not what I'm saying. Take that back. Come on, Richie. I'm just saying the opportunity to be able to gather and celebrate the life of an individual. This suddenly got really dark, and I didn't mean it to. The point is, if uh, you have an event, an activity that you need music to be played for, why not considering consider rather hiring me uh you go to best dj in utah.com hi friends dan the laptop man here from pc laptops with breaking news windows 11 is now here it's fast and it's beautiful so let's make sure your computer's ready to run it bring your pc into any pc laptops right now at pclaptops.com pclaptops.com here in the third block of the cultural hall you know it's two gentlemen when they're discussing on zoom uh and one of the the uh, the people their their screen is sideways. You know that it's two gentlemen uh, that are talking. When the solution is you turn your device to not be the way that it should properly be, so that the screen will properly show up. That is how two gentlemen handle a problem like that. Uh, welcome, uh, Corey K. Ward, the Pharaoh, Korahor. I I you know if I, here's the deal. I thought about this again this week. I thought if it didn't involve me having to say. Something like the Antichrist himself, Korahor, like I, I would probably be more down. But I feel like, you know, if some person happens upon the cultural hall, gets us through news and they're like, yeah, yeah. And they're going to be talking about the temple. And it's like, yeah, OK. And then the guy talking about the temple is the Antichrist. I just there's something about it that just doesn't settle with me. How are you, sir? Great. Thanks for the royal welcome. Yeah. Now you're you're out and about or out and about for our neighbors uh, from the north. Is 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 it the last fling of uh, of summertime and then back to serious yeah. business? Last week before BYU starts again, so I'm just visiting my parents and up in Idaho. And uh, you know they've got a BYU in Idaho. You could just stick around. <laughs> I was aware. I was aware when I applied. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, mom. Yes, I know. I know there's an uh, BYU here. I, I'm going to be going to the other one. <laughs> That's right. Give a little bit of distance. Well, well uh, she did. She did too. So she. Oh, oh, really? Pretty welcoming for that decision. Yeah, both of them did. Oh, good. That's good. Uh, I always find it curious when the when uh, when the kids go to the furthest away college they could possibly ever go from their parents. And I just want to ask, and it's not ever any of my business, but that's why I ask the question. I go, why is that? 3,000 miles? You went to a school 3,000 miles from your folks, which I know BYU 
Provo to BYU. Idaho is not 3,000 miles, but those that are seeking to get out, we digress, Corey K. Ward. Uh, he comes in and talks about the temple. We call it the temple ticker appropriately. Uh, what's new in temple news? Um, well, obviously the big news this week, the church news ran like almost all the articles about this. Mm-hmm. It was the finally the rededication of the Washington, D.C. temple on August 14th. So that was done by President Nelson. And if you didn't know, that was actually the first time he's traveled outside of Utah since the beginning of COVID. So pretty monumental, I would say. I've heard it reflected from a few people that he still looked um, vivacious and vibrant, but noticeably older was what I had heard in in multiple sources to say, yeah, I mean, he's still a lot of energy, but you could tell he's a little older. He released a, a social media video from the inside of the visitor center that weekend and definitely a lot of people yeah commented that looking older but still like he's all there he's he's very excited he gave a small message that says that hey it's not about the number of temples or the architecture of the temples but it's about the ordinances that are inside um yeah easy for him to say he's announced a hundred temples it's not about the number <laughs> Uh, in my heart of hearts, and I haven't watched that President Nelson video, in my heart of hearts, and I know this is not how it is, but I would love it if it's like, you can tell he's got like a phone in his hand. It's not a produced video and he just takes it out and he's like, guys, I shouldn't be doing this, but I just wanted to do this quick message from the visitor center at the DC temple. Yeah, you have to keep up. That's how social media is. You have to be authentic. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, I've heard some pretty amazing things about the actual dedication. What what did we miss? Who was there? What anything particular well, that, that I would like is... to hear what you what you've heard because I've only I guess read what I've heard and read um, some things in the church news and everything. So he was there with the whole first presidency, and then there was three apostles: Elder Gong, Elder Christopherson, and Elder Cook. And Elder Gong, of course, lived in uh, Washington D.C. in the eighties. He worked for the Department of State. And then Elder Christopherson uh, clerked for a judge in 1972. So that was just like right before the temple was dedicated originally. And then Elder Cook, I didn't see any connections. He ever lived there, but he was just involved with all the VIP tours and everything. And yeah. then Sister Amy Wright was there as well. Um, she says that she, as a young girl, traveled to the DC temple to uh, attend the temple with her parents. So um, for everyone that lived on the East Coast for all those decades, that was the only temple that they went to. So. Uh, and I appreciate that you sort of break that out. If you remember, and you're probably too young to remember this, and now I'm at the age that I get to say things like, and you're probably too young to remember this. Um, the old Sesame Street song, um, some of these kids are not like the other. Like Elder Gong's like, I lived in D.C. and I did this. And Elder Christopherson is like, I lived in D.C. and I did this. And Elder Cook is like, oh, come on, guys. I want This seems cool. I'd like to go, too with no connection to the DC area. <laughs> That's what it appears like. Maybe he yeah. does. I just, I just yeah. didn't find one. They didn't mention it in the story. Well, and, and to that point and, and what I both love and kind of some, sometimes on very rare occasion can sort of cringe at with LDS living, you know, if there was a tie in for elder cook, they would have talked about it. Like if I they, so. if they knew yeah. about it, because it's like, 21 reasons elder cook loves washington dc and you won't believe how much they make him like you make you like him or whatever right (laughs) that's right like that's that's their hook yeah you know that if there were something that existed there that that would be a connection um 
something else I learned about, um, I guess the original open house is so first lady, Betty Ford, she's like the, she was the most VIP of the VIPs back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently president Ford had planned to come to the temple, but apparently that was kind of like the, the era when he pardoned Nixon. Ooh. So all that stuff was going on in the background that he just decided he didn't want to be in the public eye hmm. that, that time. So. That's kind of fascinating. I, I I find it fascinating, and and as we talk about the temples, that the uh, DC temple when it was originally dedicated was the 18th temple. 18, yeah, yeah. 1974, and in 1974, it was only the third temple. So three temples out of 18 had an angel Moroni. Wow, wow. The Salt Lake Temple, the LA Temple, and the DC Temple. So it was kind of seen as those are the three big temples of the church. One in the, the center. One on the West Coast, one on the East Coast, and those are the only ones that have Moroni. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, and then you, you, uh, you have a little thing about the rededicatory prayer. I'd love to know about that. Yeah, um, the Church News also published the rededicatory prayer. Um, President Nelson quoted President Kimball. Um, he said, "He said President Kimball gratefully recalled thou didst cause this land settled by people who founded a great nation who inspired." constitution guaranteeing guaranteeing freedom in which there could be the glorious restoration of the sorry restoration of the gospel and the church of thy beloved son so yeah definitely some uh inspired constitution vibes there mm-hmm, for the rededication mm-hmm. yeah i saw that all over the place see in one in one instance i saw it. see it's inspired see he said inspired in the rededicatory prayer i think that's pretty cool Anything else you heard from your grapevine about the rededication? Uh, I so the I'm trying to remember where it is that I heard this because I I don't ever love the uh, you know I heard from I'd like even if it's a Twitter source or something like that I like to say it, um, but but someone was talking about how, um, they were able to go because there's like three dedicatory sessions or something like that right. And they were able to go to the first one and then they sort of hung around. And then when they left, um, they, they mentioned something similar to like what the saints in back in the day in, um, Kirtland had mentioned, which is the temple appeared as if it was on fire. And I, I sent a message and was like, okay, so like, are we just saying it was, you know, super bright or are we trying to make the, you know, similitude the simil- the similar claim that as they said the saints in there that said it was like as if it was on fire and i wasn't able to track down any of that but i mean if it is or if it isn't you know symbolically uh, yeah. or if it's legitimately how it came across i i find that curious that's great yeah I'd... yeah interesting yeah uh it wasn't on fire literally though that was the <laughs> only thing i was able that to was confirm. the orm temple yeah yeah yeah, yeah. They still haven't figured out about that. So I assume yeah. if it was if it was malintent, they would have announced it. But apparently it was probably just construction. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing, um, nothing uh more about that. But I'll tell you what, the it it's ramping up. This isn't church related, um, or I'm sorry, temple related, uh, but it we it it happened after we recorded the first part of news that will be uh that is that was or is the first two blocks of this uh more churches vandalized um and and it seems to be increasing this time the vandalism uh clearly in reference to the 
uh, AP case out of Arizona and the mm. case with the the um, Boy Scouts of America. One of the one of the vandalism says uh, spray paint on the outside says predators welcome instead of visitors welcome, which I think mm. is you know fairly on the yeah. nose of how they feel about that. And then the other one um, talking about the Boy Scouts claim and how this was recently recently rejected. Uh, the 200 and it says 250 million to bury it in vandalism. And that's talking about how the church tried to get in being able to contribute 250 million to the, the um, um, survivors of abuse in the boy Scouts case. We tried to be able to say, here's 250 million. Now nobody else can, can sue us, take this money yeah, and be able to distribute it. Yeah. To distribute it in the, in the judge in that case rejected that. It, it's pretty gnarly when you, when you, uh, when you see all that going on temples, you know, we don't know that the, the fire in the Orem temple was any sort of vandalism, but it's a day in an age where we wouldn't be surprised that that's what it's from. Yeah. I'm surprised there hasn't been more. Most of vandalism is targeted toward chapels. I'm surprised there hasn't been really a ton on temples. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. there's less of them, so that makes sense. Well, and so I think I think, and I don't know this. Um, my experience in Philadelphia at the Philadelphia Temple would tell me that it, this is not at all the case. But I think security is better at temples than at meeting houses. I'm not sure if there's like 24 hour, you know, surveillance or cameras or whatever. But when I went to the Philadelphia temple, I wandered around all of the grounds and completely through the visitor center. And I wanted to talk to someone because I'm chatty Kathy. Couldn't find mm-hmm. a single person. <laughs> walked around for about 25 minutes. Try, hello? Is anyone in here? Hello? Beautiful building. Downtown Philadelphia. Not the, uh, you know, not the oh, safest yeah. place in the world. No one. Couldn't find anybody. <laughs> Uh, we 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 also have other temple news, though, as you mentioned. Uh, There's the a big few news. things. Yeah, the big news um, is obviously the D.C. temple. I guess they're preparing for the open house in Hamilton, New Zealand. That Hamilton. Was, uh, also, one of the it was the first temple in New Zealand. Also, one of the early ones, like number, I think, 11 or 9, something wow. like that. Um, but yeah, we'll begin uh, August 26th, and they've started to put up billboards. Um, even all the way up into Auckland and some nearby communities along the highway. So they're trying to get the word out for that. Um, and that will be rededicated in October. So the temple has been closed since uh, 2018. So Jeez. New Zealand hasn't had a temple. They've had to go to Australia or elsewhere. And in that time, there's also been two more temples announced in New Zealand, one under construction in Auckland, and then one announced for Wellington. And, and New Zealand sort of fascinating to me. I, I, before I get away from it, though, do you have any idea what the billboards say? Have you seen them? Yeah, there's some pictures of them. It's just um, we'll of course basically... include this uh, with a link in the show notes so people can check it out for themselves. But yeah, I'm just they had is a picture of the obviously of the temple and then a few renderings of the interior, which have been released in the past, but not the actual pictures, which I'm sure they've already taken, but they'll probably release those next week Um, i just i wonder what those billboards look like just because you know like when a new restaurant is opening you know it snaps a picture of the food and it's like coming soon and if it's a restaurant that people have heard about you know then people are like oh my gosh we're getting a shake shack you know i can't wait (laughs) for that but with a temple it's like people in white and we're like coming soon tell your dead relatives 
This is Hamilton, New Zealand, Temple Open House, August 26th, 17th, September. Mm-hmm. Um, book order now? No. Yeah. So all are welcome. And then the website. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I have to wonder, um, with the with the growth of the two new temples in uh, New Zealand, obviously, you know, there's a good amount of saints there. But I wonder if it's any connection, um, if there's any sort of like, well, and let me walk this out because of the conflict, uh, the prime minister of New Zealand is a former member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And her mm-hmm. uncle until very recently was the Area 70 of the New Zealand area. And I know that she, that is the prime minister, uh, I, I never know if it's Yacinda or Jacinda uh, Ardern, who um, is the prime minister now, has a couple of young kids. People really like her. There was a lot about her during COVID. We spoke about it here on, uh, in the Cultural Hall and Articles of News. I, I wonder if it if that has anything to do with the ability to be able to do that. Like Uncle Ardern, uh, Ardern went to prime minister and said, hey, you know what? Help me out here. And or not, and if that's even possible with how she feels about the church, because she left the church and said, can't do it. And she's been cited as leaving because of um, LGBTQ issues, not for her personally, but she just felt like she couldn't Mm -hmm. be a part of something in in the way that um, LGBTQ folks were treated. Just fascinating. I think it's it's certainly putting the church in a different spotlight in New Zealand. So, yeah. Uh, and then names. We've got names. Names of temples. Yeah, you guys already knew about this because um, I talked about this a couple months ago. But the church released finally released a press release acknowledging that they had changed the name of the Rexburg North Temple to the Teton River Idaho Temple. Mm-hmm. So, in case you weren't listening a few months ago, <laughs> um, the in case you weren't listening, in... hold on, say that a little a little <laughs> bit more the way you mean it. In case you weren't listening a couple months ago, you should have paid attention because we already told you this. That's right. They they changed it on the website and they just barely acknowledged it. Um, the locals had still called it the the Walmart Temple because, of course, in Town like Rexburg, Walmart's the the closest, the most notable <laughs> landmark in the area. So, although they still haven't, everyone knows where it's going to be, but they still haven't acknowledged where it's going to be yet. So, it'll be another announcement mm. for that. And then the other one was kind of weird that I didn't really felt necessitated an announcement, but. Um, they announced that the Birmingham Temple in the United Kingdom, the official name will be the Birmingham England Temple. And the press release was kind of weird because it didn't say what the name was before. Mm. But previously on the church's website, it was the Birmingham United Kingdom Temple. But there's already two temples in England, the Preston England Temple and the London England Temple. So everyone just assumed it would be the Birmingham England Temple, not the Birmingham United Kingdom Temple. So in case you don't know, uh, United Kingdom is a kingdom of four countries, England, Scotland, uh, Wales, and Northern Ireland. There's still not a temple in either of those other three uh, countries, but Mm. in England, this will be the third temple. So maybe politically motivated. And I I never want to be the guy to correct someone, but Corey, you you need to know that it's not the Birmingham England temple. How do you pronounce it? It's the Birmingham. Birmingham. Sure. The Birmingham England <laughs> Temple. Uh, and then uh, an upcoming groundbreaking. Yeah, by the time you probably listen to this podcast, it will be done. We can talk about it again later. But the the second temple in the Democratic Republic of the Congo in the city of Lubumbashi, um, they'll have a groundbreaking on August 20th. 
And that's going to be done by Matthew Carpenter. Who's that guy? Um, he's the first counselor in the Africa East presidency. So, cool. Yeah. And uh, the Lubumbashi. Ooh, I just hit puberty while I said Lubumbashi. Uh, the Lubumbashi Temple in the Dem- Democratic Republic of the Congo. This is the temple that you mentioned before, where there's a river and there's right. Am I am I thinking of the right temple? Where there's a um, temple on the one side, and then the people on the other side are like. Our side of the river temple is better, and then the other side of the river is like our side of the temple, river temple. So no, this is this is not that one. This oh is the, shoot! The first temple in the Democratic Republic of Congo is in Kinshasa. Okay, and then across the river, it's a different country, the Republic of Congo. Not uh, confused with the Democratic Republic of Congo, and that's it. they still haven't started on that one. So, but one day there will be people that will line either side of the rev- of the river. And say Shintasa Kinshasa send temple right over. <laughs> That's then... right. <laughs> yeah, uh, Elder, Elder Renlin gave a great talk about um, that temple, and the river is really symbolic um, for those people. So, yeah, I should. Now there's going to be two temples nearby. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge deal, but it it does it does remind me of I don't know something that maybe you would see, I guess only here in the state of Utah, right? Where it's like the people at the Linden temple, look at the people at the Orem temple and are like, our temple's better. You know, I don't yeah, know. we have two baptistries. Yeah, you only have one. Yeah. Take that. <laughs> uh, is there anything, um, and obviously, you know, things can change and things can come out of nowhere and all that stuff. Is there anything that you're sort of anxiously waiting for the church to announce or, or you feel like, Oh, any day now we could get more news about this. Um, well, of course we're, kind of getting within a month or so of general conference. So there's mm-hmm. always the opportunity of more temple announcements. Um, it's hard to believe that, I mean, currently there's you know, 51 under construction, 58 more announced. So there's Jeez. like, there's a backlog of about 109 temples. So um, it'd be interesting if there's more, if we get up to 300, like you said, uh, yeah. by the end of next conference. See, and I think it would be amazing if, um, you know, because by next general conference, President Nelson will have it, have had his 98th birthday. And I would love it if in the next general conference, he did a temple for every year he's been alive. And he's like, in my first year, I traveled to and just like his whole talk is just announcing 98 temples, but he does it in sort of a chronological uh, in World War Two, when I was 17 years old. I remember one of the most historic things was the Battle of Normandy. And so we'll put it, t- you know, or whatever the thing would be. And just <laughs> marks his life announcing temples along the way. And people are just like, what? That'd be bad. It won't That'd happen. That'd be notable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's the temple ticker. You can always uh, find uh, us, theculturalhall.com. You can find the notes to all the things that uh, Corey speaks about. He does a great job and and puts it all together so you can go now wait what did he say now where is it it's there in the show notes you can find it uh best of luck as you go back to school anything exciting that you're looking forward to as far as that goes um i mean my classes aren't gonna be too hard this is gonna be my last semester yeah and then off into the big world that's right yeah It's not worth it. Stay there as long as you can. <laughs> That's why I didn't get a master's degree because I didn't want to leave. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a doctorate. <laughs> Is there a doctorate? That's not worth it. Yeah, no, do it. do it. It's worth it. It's not worth it. No, invest in yourself. Come on. 
we we hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body, that if you're not healthy enough to listen this week, that you'll be healthy enough to listen next week. And then when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, Chris at Alpine Lakes Travel, Brother Brent, Miracles, I Told You So, Rick McGee, Debbie Wanless, and Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast. We'll be saving a seat for you. On the back row. There it is. I didn't know if you were going to. I hedged my bets. And Zoom gave me that delay of the cultural hall. Save me a seat. It's sure to be 